Well, good Friday morning to you. I am excited to uh, to be with you again as I am taping this. We're in uh, February uh, and it is gorgeous outside. We, The rain has stopped. They poured some concrete at our new house today. The driveways and sidewalks are looking good. And they did some trim painting. But this is for actually March 26. We wanted to get way ahead um, because of our moving and all of that. It's going to keep us busy. So anyway, it's Friday morning, March 26th in the future world. Um, looking ahead. But let's look at Matthew chapter 26. As we as we get into 26, we're going to... I just want to look at the first five verses today. And uh, and I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about the plot to kill Jesus' life and his openness to share with his disciples um, that he is going to die. Now, this is not the first time, second time, third time. This is um, multiple times that he has shared with them that he's about to die. In fact, he not only shares how uh, uh, shares that he's going to die, but how he's going to die. And then he also talks about his favorite title for himself, the Son of Man. And I want to look at that a little bit because not only is it um, is it uh, his favorite title, but it's also prophetic. It looks back to Daniel chapter seven. It looks forward to Revelation. So let's take some time right now. Go to Matthew chapter twenty six, verses one. And two, he says, when Jesus had finished all these things, what things? Uh, the parable of the fig tree, the parable of the talents, uh, the parable of the ten virgins, uh, the final judgment. He's talking about, remember, 24 and 25 of Matthew. We didn't go in depth, but I think we'll do that later on and uh, and get into some uh, some prophecy and get into some end time events. I'm not a, a, a huge guy of talking about end time events, but it is important. And I don't want you to think that I just skirted the issue. But we're really focusing on Jesus and the last days of his life. But he says in here, when Jesus had finished all these things, he says to his disciples, reading it again, you know that after two days, the Passover is coming and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. He does not mince words. He doesn't hide it. He shares it and he shares it openly. openly. Turn back to Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20, verses 17 through 20. Uh, the ESV here says this is the third time in Matthew chapter 20. This will be the third time that Jesus has shared about his death and uh, burial and resurrection and who was going to be the ones that would that would get him. Um, it would be the chief priests and the scribes. He doesn't hide it. And imagine when you're a Jew and you look up to the chief priest and the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees as the religious ones, and Jesus tells you they're the ones that are going to take my life. I give it to them. I volunteer it because I'm the Lamb of God, uh, John one twenty nine, that takes away the sins of the world. But there are people who are looking and plotting and planning to take my life. Uh, chapter 20 of Matthew, verse 17 and as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside and on the way he said to them, look, we're going up to Jerusalem. See, we are going up to Jerusalem. He doesn't run from it. He points to it. He runs to it, knowing full well what comes next. And the Son of Man, underline that Son of Man, will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes and they will condemn him to death. Um, to death, to death. He doesn't hide it. And deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. Look, he says, I'm going to be condemned to death. I'm going to be mocked. I'm going to be flogged. I'm going to be crucified. 
And on that third day, I'll be raised. And so he prophesies about what's about to happen. He doesn't hide it. And again, he mentions son of man. Now, I want you to go back to Daniel. The book of Daniel, chapter 7. Daniel has prophetic dreams and 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 prophetic um, uh, scriptures uh, and plans that that um, look towards Jesus and and prophesy about who Jesus is. Uh, look at Daniel chapter seven and verse thirteen. Daniel says, "I saw in the night visions." And what is this vision? And behold. With clouds of heaven, underlined clouds of heaven, there came one like son of man. He came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. Now, the son of man in the Old Testament was named, uh, was mainly used as a title for hum humanity. Jesus used this title uh, um, to talk about himself. And he talked about himself as being and fulfilling this vision in Daniel chapter 7 as the son of man. And he came to the ancient of days. Who was the ancient of days? God. And, and was presented to him before him. Now, look what happens. And this is where you have to understand the difference between scripture that talks about man and scripture that talks about God. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, let's look at this, that all peoples and languages should serve him. That didn't happen to anybody else in that all peoples uh, would serve him. Now look at this, his dominion is what? Is not temporary. It's an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. This is what Jesus was talking about when he called himself the son of man. And they knew it. And they knew what he was saying and prophesying and looking. And we'll look at that in just a moment. Look at Psalm 104. Psalm 104 verses 1 through 3. The psalmist says, bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent. He lays the beams of his chambers on the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. Remember in Daniel chapter seven, this son of man comes through the clouds. He rides on the wings of the wind. Now go to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. It's important and imperative that we understand that Jesus didn't hide any longer who he was. He didn't hide in front of his disciples. He didn't hide in front of the world. And he's not hiding in front of the chief priests and Pharisees. How do we know that? Turn to Mark chapter 14, verses uh, 61 through 65. Jesus is before the council. And he says in verse 61, Jesus remained silent and made no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, are you the Christ, the son of the blessed? They were trying to get him to admit or to say that he was God, which was blasphemous in their eyes. Verse 62, and Jesus said, I am, done deal. And you will see who? You will see the son of man seated at the right hand of power, coming with clouds, underlying clouds of heaven. And the high priest tore his garments and said, what further witnesses do we need? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? And they all condemned him as deserving death. And some began to spit on him and cover his face and strike him, saying to him, prophesy. And the guards received him with blows. They mocked him just like he said. They would uh, condemn him to death just like he said 
they would, and he would die this death. But understand that Jesus no longer hid who he was. And he said, I am, which is from Exodus, when he says, I am, and seven different times in the book of John, he says, I am. He did not hide from who he was. And he said, I am. And then he said, and you will see the son of man seated at the right hand of power, seated with God in heaven, and coming in the clouds of glory one day. And let's look at Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19. And uh, we'll get ready to land this thing. John sees a revelation. And in verse or chapter 19, verse 11, he said, Then I saw heaven open. Here we see coming on a clouds, the heavens open. And behold, a white horse, the one sitting on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness, he judges, makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire. And on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. There it is. He's the Lamb of God. And the name by which he is called is the Word of God, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen and white and pure were following him on white horses. And from his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God, the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is our Jesus. This is the Son of Man, he says, that you will see coming again. Jesus is about to be at his weakest and about to be at his strongest at the same time. He's willing to lay down his life as a ransom for many. Mark chapter 10, verse 45 says, and he's about to do this. And to do this, he plays into the hands of his accusers. It appears that he's deceived and he's not, and they're deceived because what they would do would do exactly what the plan of God would say. They would mock him. They would spit on him. They would condemn him to death. They would crucify him, and soon he would rise. And then one day he will come back in the clouds of glory, and he will make war with the enemies of the nations, and he will defeat them. And how will he defeat them? With the sword that comes out of his mouth, the mighty word of God. This is our Jesus. In the last moments on this earth, in a physical body, as far as a human body, um, uh, and God inside, 100% man, 100% God. Days before he would give his life for you and I. But one day, one day, he's coming back in clouds of glory, and every eye will see him. Let me pray for us in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you until we talk again.